cannabis topics in less than 10 minutes. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Dime. I'm Brian Fields, and with me, as always, is Kellen Finney. And this week, we've got a very special guest, Brady Cobb, founder of Sunburn Cannabis. Brady, thanks for taking the time. How are you doing today? Good, man. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So quickly, I'd love to know, like, the the Sunburn. I know it has some some history with you and your dad. I'd love to know quickly on that, just yeah. for our listeners don't know. And then the, from the premium standpoint, I know pricing is, is a big factor in the Florida market. So I'd love to know how you go about attacking that because I know Floridians are looking for deals and you've kind of narrowed down exactly how to approach the market specifically in order to have these premium products still sell well. That's a great question. So on Sunburn, the DEA task force, the, the joint DEA DOJ task force that was commissioned in 1981 to take my father down the year I was born, he was ultimately indicted in 1983, was dubbed Operation Sunburn. So it's our little tip of the hat to every OG, anyone that's ever taken a chance to keep the plant, anyone that's ever smuggled. Florida's, by the way, Florida's got a rich culture in that. You know, it is the smuggling capital of probably the drug smuggling capital of the United States. If you go back from the 60s all the way up to present day. So it's our little way to make it authentic and unique to Florida. And that's why we named it Sunburn Cannabis. It's also a middle finger to the DEA and the federal government. So uh, the second piece of it on pricing and that's a great question. You know, the average pricing in Florida right now for an eighth is, I think as I saw it yesterday on our system, is right around 42 bucks pre-discount. So the way we distinguish it is I have a hard time discounting a product that's high quality. To me, I hear the word discount. I believe it implies there's something wrong with it. And I think that's why you see the heavy discounts across the big three in Florida, because there is something wrong with it, because the cultivation facilities were thrown together rather quickly. There's not a focus on cultivation. So it's a lot of average product. And we're only right now we have 700,000 and change patients. There's 23 million residents. So the black market is kicking everybody's ass. As I've always said, I don't compete with Kim Rivers or Boris or George Archos. I compete with the black market. That's always been when we built one plant, that was our mission to the team is we are going to grow good enough flour and put good enough solventless concentrates on the market that people will go get their card. They will stop buying from their local plug, sorry, and they will come into the stores and it worked. I even had some of the local plugs coming into the stores to buy product and get their medical cards. We've seen brands can go east. Can eventually brands go west? So that's on my, you know, our, our BHAG in the office, our big, hairy, audacious goal in the office is to plant the flag in California, build sunburn in Florida. We already did it with one plant once. We produced flour and concentrates that we were able to take out to California and show off and it worked. And it, my whole thing is it can go east to west. We are going to be, you know, Biggie Smalls going out to the L.A. rap game. That's the goal. Amazing. Uh, that is 1000 percent. The BHAG for my crew is going east to west and, and showing that. Florida, by the way, Florida, it's often overlooked, has a as deep of a cultivation and cannabis history and culture as California. As deep. Florida has been known for weed for a long time. Yeah, huge. And by the way, it's people have been growing weed and moving weed through Florida for 50, 60 years. So at the end of the day, there's a lot of really talented growers. There's a lot of really passionate people. It's a part of the lifestyle. I mean, you're in the Florida Keys, you're sitting on a dock, you're smoking a joint. Uh, it's been there for a long time. We just, we lagged in the state adoption. So that's our goal. Go West. What is one factor statistic operating in the cannabis industry that would shock most individuals? 
That is actually a, that's a great question. Let me think about that for a second. I would have to say with all of this, something we just talked about with all of the price compression, I was shocked to see the average frontline price is still around 40 bucks in Florida. You hear price, there's a price impression article every three or four days and every earnings report, they talk about it. I think the other thing is the true size of the black market. When you study the size of the black market, it is fucking huge. And we haven't even scratched the surface yet. Let's do a quick rapid fire. Hit me. True or false, the location of a dispensary is just as important as the quality of the product in the store. True. Psychedelics as a medicine, yay or nay? 1,000%. Home grow, yay or nay? Yes. True or false, you have the most appearances on the High Rise podcast. I, I, Matt, Matt from Needham might have me. McGinley might have me, but I think I'm close. What non-recreational state do you think is under the radar and poised to turn heads? Poised to turn heads, uh, non-recreational state, poised to turn, I mean, obviously Pennsylvania is probably, I think, going to be a relatively good one. Um, non-recreational. North Carolina? Al- North Carolina is going to be a big one. We're they have a big economy too. They've got, North Carolina is going to be a big one. Alabama, we're, we're going, we're, we've been working on our Alabama piece for about a year. That'll be, you know, organically, we're going after that. The regs are going to be pretty strict out of the gate though. I mean, the initial draft of everything's non, no smokable right. in Alabama. So it's going to take a second. What year will Florida be adult use? I believe 2024. When Florida goes rec, will medical operators be allowed to switch to recreational? Yes, that'll be actually, I believe the tech, the the framework will be such that the existing licensees will service the market. What causes more disruption in the cannabis industry, interstate commerce or federal legalization? I think it's federal legalization. I don't, interstate commerce to me, and I had gotten much, you know, the cannabis all have a dartboard. They throw my fixtures on it. They throw darts at it because we had a few debates on this. I don't think interstate commerce is that going to be that disruptive to operators and brands. 10 years from now, rank these markets by size, New York, California, and Florida. California, Florida, New York. (laughs) When you started your journey in the cannabis space, what did you get right? And most importantly, what did you get wrong? I got right staying committed and honoring kind of what my gut always told me. It was don't take the shortcuts. Don't don't just go do a, take a job or do a deal just to do it. It's what you say no to, not what you say yes to. Cause once you do that, if you, if you go the wrong route and you go corporate, you get pigeonholed in thing I did wrong is, is it's, it's a hard lesson is managing your cap table and making sure you've got the right shareholders in your deal. It's why we took so long to get our capital raised is we were very selective on this deal on who we brought in. That was a lesson and a learning from last time, because I wouldn't have sold one plant Florida. We were just hitting our stride but I had shareholders and I would have never gone public. We had shareholders that wanted to sell and they had control over me and I had to do it. So it was a great learning experience to sell a business and go through that whole process and, and everything afterwards. But that was a big lesson. Cap table, protect your fucking cap table because if you want to set this up the right way and, and go the long route, if you don't have the right shareholders, it gets it can be really challenging. And then you're it's the weird experience of you're in the bunker fighting and you're getting shot at from inside the bunker. That's not a good feeling. 20 years from now, we will look back and say, that was barbaric. I can't believe we did that in the cannabis industry. What is that? 100 milligram beverages. I think it's a single biggest threat to normal to, to having beverages be a real category by selling such high dose, some of these high dose products. Which product category are you most bullish on over the next five to 10 years? Beverage, edibles and beverage. I mean, flour starts and ends. I still think the flour market will dominate, but as far as markets that are going to go bigger, beverage is absolutely going to be massive in my opinion. Since you've been in the cannabinoid industry, what has been the biggest misconception? That it's a bunch of stoners sitting around conferences and just, you know, not, not sophisticated. And I think the biggest thing is also that if you're in this industry, you're perceived as in, and you, and you do smoke that you're, you're not 
able to operate a business and operate at a high level. I think that's the biggest misconception about cannabis. And it's one that I love dispelling kind of on a one-to-one basis. My wife, her family, uh, my wife's family, who was, you know, I never knew. And now they're utilizing and using, using, using the plan all the time because they realized, yeah, I can function. I am actually, in some cases, right, sativas, you're, you're functioning and actually performing better. Same way psychedelics opens your mind up and allows you to actually have some real thinking and creative. Th- it, it, it takes away the stress that change you and allows us to think creatively. And I think that's the biggest misconception. You could sum up your experience in a main takeaway or lesson learned to pass on to the next generation. What would it be? This is not for the faint of heart. This industry is hard, but you need to be, you need to be committed to what you want to do. Plan identify study before you make a move. And it's, again, I said it a few minutes ago, it's not what you say yes to that will define your success. It's what you say no to. Well said. All right. Prediction time. Brady, Hit me. it's 2027. When consumers are purchasing flour, what characteristic do you think is most important to them? Quality. Quality is going to drive it. There'll be some markets. It's a, it's a, it's a tough question because if you drill down into each individual market, different things drive consumers in different markets. It's going to be quality and price are going to, I think will be the two biggest drivers of product. So for Brady, for our listeners, they want to get in touch. They want to learn more and they want to buy sunburn cannabis. Where can they find you? We'll be in Florida. We'll be operational flip to sunburn, uh, in early November. And the website will be up in the next couple of weeks. We're just going through the approval processes with the state and, uh, off to the races, Instagram, Twitter, all that's coming online too. So kind of early November, we'll be launching. We'll be flipping the first four stores in Florida over to sunburn. And then we'll flip the rest of them over the next call it kind of by end of January, we'll be done with MedMed entirely. Awesome. Excited to have you, uh, to watch back and see how it goes. I appreciate it. Thanks Thank for you. your time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a -a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has kind of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects network.